I just talked to an engineer who turned an ad agency into a $155 million beer maker, and she did it in a brutally competitive industry. Her name is Manji Minhas, and there is so much to learn from her story. I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Before we get to it, if you're new here, my name's John Davids. I've helped my clients make over $200 million working with my marketing agencies. You can learn more at johndavids.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the email list. Follow me across social media. I got a book dropping in 2024. I am so excited to share with all you guys. I will share everything in the newsletter at johndavids.com. Wherever you're listening to this or watching, subscribe, comment, leave a rating, leave a review. Now, let's get to the episode. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. So today we are talking Manjeet Minhas. Now, I talked to Manjeet on my podcast, episode 43 of Making It with John Davids. We'll link it in the YouTube notes. And make sure to give that a listen if you want to hear the story from Manjeet Minhas. She is a friend. She is a business partner. She is an outstanding entrepreneur. If you're up in Canada, you'll know Manjeet from Dragon's Den. That's the Canadian Shark Tank. And she's all over the place. Google Manjeet. She is a force of nature. Let me tell you her story. We're going to rewind to 1999. Manjeet breaks into the industry through a side door. She starts an ad agency alongside her brother, Ravinder Minhas, helping beer makers with marketing and design. As the company grows, Manjeet adds manufacturing and other stuff to her services. And to do this, she partners with a brewery in Wisconsin to make the product and sell it under various brand names. So think about this for a second. If you're a beer maker and you want to make your beer, but you don't want to go into the manufacturing of the beer, you don't want to go into the actual making of the physical product, you want to design the formula and you want to have someone else do it, Manjeet was the middleman, the middle person who would connect you with the brewery who would make it. And as this is going on and on and on, her business is getting bigger. She's making a lot of alcohol for other brands, and it becomes something that is going to be very important in just a little bit. She's on a roll, but she's just getting started. So fast forward now to 2006. Manjeet decides she's going to the next level. She's going to buy that little Wisconsin brewery, and she's going to give it a brand new name, Minhas Brewery. Now, the story of how she actually purchased this brewery, she'll explain it in the episode. Tune into episode 43 of Making It with John Davids. But the short version is this. She simply went to them and said, I am making a lot of alcohol here at your establishment. I have a lot of leverage and I want to buy your place. So we're going to work something out. And if we can't work something out, I'm going to take my business away. And I'm sure she was nicer than that, or maybe she wasn't nicer than that. Manjeet can be a bulldog, which is one of her great qualities. That's why she's so successful. She's a great negotiator. And she basically saw a situation where she was bringing probably 90% of the business to this one facility and a light bulb went off in her head. And she said, I should own this facility. So she went ahead and purchased that facility. This is cool. If you go to Wikipedia and just search Minhas Craft Brewery, you will see that the location of the brewery is Monroe, Wisconsin, and it opened in 1845, previously known as Joseph Huber Brewing Company. Now, Manjeet, I can assure you, was not around in 1845, so she bought this brewery and all of a sudden inherited all of the goodwill and all the history of the brewery and renamed it 
Minhas Brewery. Pretty cool. So once she acquires the brewery, she immediately increases capacity to make a whole lot more beer and make other stuff, other beverages, other varieties. She expands in Barbados, Calgary, and Regina, opening up other breweries. Now here's where the story gets really crazy. Manjeet is growing the business by producing alcohol for other brands. That's the main part of her business. She's also rolling out her own brands. Minhas has a whole bunch of their own craft beer selections and other types of alcohol. And as her company is scaling, Manjeet turns her attention to vertical integration. You guys know I love vertical integration. I've talked about this in other videos, but essentially vertical integration means that you're controlling every part of the manufacturing process above and below the thing that you're selling. So in her case, she is selling alcohol. What do you need in order to ship the alcohol? Well, you need glass bottles, right? You got to put the alcohol in bottles. So she starts a glass blowing company in her facility to make bottles for her own beer. Why should I buy bottles from somebody else? I'll make my own bottles. She starts that. Then she opens a print shop. Why would she need a print shop? Well, because you're putting the alcohol in bottles and you have to put labels on those bottles. Well, you got to make labels. So rather than buying them, she makes her own labels. She assembles a fleet of trucks. She has her own fleet of 18-wheeler trucks. Why would she need that? Well, because you've got to transport the alcohol to the stores. So why would you outsource the shipping? She's going to do the transportation and shipping herself, get the bottles on the shelves. Then she launches a film studio so she can make ads, make content, make all kinds of video and photo content to support the alcohol, right? They need labels, they need videos, they need all kinds of stuff. So here she is starting with a ad agency and a design agency, moving to an actual white label manufacturing brewery, then starts glass blowing, print shop, truck fleet, film studio. This is a brutally competitive industry that Manjeet is in. Every dollar counts when you're selling your net margin. Every dollar goes down to your net margin so that you can reinvest in the company. She is very, very smart at taking total control of the process to maximize her profits. Now, this private label business that she owns, it is a big one. Quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. That private label, that, that business where she started, listen to who her clients are right now. Have you ever had Trader Joe's brand beer? Manjeet makes that. Ever had Costco's Kirkland signature beer? Manjeet makes that. Head over to Sam's Club, 7-Eleven, Walmart, their private label alcohol, Manjeet makes all of it. She makes alcohol for these companies, not necessarily every single alcohol in every variety, but in all those retailers, Manjeet has a footprint. Minhas Brewery is now a top 10 global player in private label alcohol, and she's not slowing down anytime soon. 
There are so many tactics that deserve a deeper look in Manjeet's playbook. So the first thing I want to talk about is my probably my favorite, and that is the fact that she bootstrapped this entire business. She bootstrapped the business with zero outside funding, no investors, no banks, and no rich parents. Now, this is where I know a lot of people are going to get me because they're going to say, well, wait a second, she must have come from money or her parents owned a beer store. And that's true. Her parents did own a beer store out in Western Canada. And if you go to my LinkedIn, where this story has been seen by millions of people, so many people are throwing shade at Manjeet in the comments because her parents owned a beer store. Do you know how many people own beer stores, liquor stores, convenience stores, clothing stores, furniture stores? Does that mean that their kids are going to create businesses that spit off hundreds of millions of dollars in profit because they owned a liquor store? You know, that fact that her parents owned a liquor store, maybe it saved her like two months of cold calling. But the biggest obstacle in starting this business was not being able to get client one. It was probably being able to get big clients like Walmart and Trader Joe's and Costco. And also, hey, how about buying the brewery in Wisconsin? That was pretty hard. So the fact that she had a slight step up because her parents owned an alcohol store is not an easy giveaway. Like, oh, of course she was going to start this massive, successful company. That was not an obvious next step. And, you know, one more thing. If your parents are in a business or you grow up maybe working in the restaurant, working in the repair shop, whatever it is that you do, working on the farm maybe, you should go into that business. You have a slight advantage, not a huge advantage, but you have a slight advantage and you should absolutely take advantage of that ability, that experience you have, which is what she did. So no guarantee of success, but definitely a smart move to make. Then she leveraged the supplier relationships to acquire the brewery. In one gangsta move, she buys this massive credibility. That brewery, dating back to 1845, that she was giving 90% of the business to, she went ahead and say, hey guys, we're gonna make a deal here. I wanna own this brewery, because if I don't own the brewery, I'm taking all the business away. And in order for me to keep growing, I need to own this brewery right now. If you're working with someone, a supplier, and you're giving them 70, 80, 90% of the business, you have leverage. Maybe there's an opportunity in your business to do more, to get more of the economics, to take more ownership, more of the equity in some way because you are giving so much of the value to them. Why not take some of that value back? Finally, Manjeet maximizes quality and profitability by investing in every piece of the business. No one can touch her now. When you're able to build a business with no investors, no venture capitalists, no banks breathing down your neck, I'm sure she has debt now. I'm sure she has banks now because you got a lot of machinery, you got a lot of capital expenditures, you've got to borrow money. But when she was building this business, she did it slowly and meticulously with one partner, her brother. She owns it 50-50 with her brother, Ravender, great guy. And that gives her the ability to grow at her own pace. No one breathing down her neck. Nobody's saying, hey, you have to grow at this pace or you've got to issue these dividends or you've got to hit this amount of profit. No, no, no. Manjeet grows at her own pace. Never underestimate the benefits of being your own boss. People want to raise venture capital. They want to bring on partners. They want to have an advisory board. They want to have angel investors. Listen, if you need those things, if you desperately need those things to succeed, then go and do it. But if you can be your own boss and learn and grow at your own pace, that's how you build a business 
that is uber successful. That's how you become Manjeet Minhas. Episode 43 of Making It with John Davids. Give it a listen. Hear it directly from Manjeet. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment on the YouTube. Subscribe on the podcast. Make sure to go to johndavids.com. Get on the newsletter. And I'll talk to you guys next time.